Yo, what's up, and welcome back to another episode of The Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jibril Sahemi, and as usual, I am joined by my two time-traveling space uh, astronauts. astronauts um, one of which is coughing blood. One of which is coughing, yeah. I think there's a leak. There's a leak in the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But no, anyways, he, he's um, Frank. He's Frank Poole, and uh, <laughs> Hal is Jabril, and <laughs> I'm Dave. You're jo- Dave. Oi, yeah. Dave. Oi, <laughs> I'm just this guy called Dave. All right. Anyways, filling um, your thunder there, Jabril. Yeah, but yeah, this is Raf and Ollie. As usual, they're on this show. Hello, um, you guys. Yes, we still got yeah. the job, Ollie. You yes. guys, you guys, you guys, you guys know what you guys. We live doing. to fight another day. <laughs> but today we're doing um, the first film. In my theme, the AI sci-fi. I like AI, AI sci-fi. sci-fi. Let's go. Um, but yeah, and for the first film, we're doing 2001, A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. And what a film this is. Um, this is something that I've watched recently and then I had to watch again for this podcast. But yeah, just initial thoughts. It's incredible. Like... Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, you were yeah. speechless. Word. Word. No, no. No, no. Heard. It's, it's like I don't know if I can say this is the best film ever. Uh, yes, wow. you're very allowed to say that. I don't know if I can. Like, no, just because like there are a few films that I think that can compete with this, but as a film, that's something that's come out in 1968 that was crafted in the way that it was. Um, just a little bit of backdrop this film um like changed the game especially with sci-fi um a little synopsis of the film it's basically um yeah give us the synopsis is it the synopsis <laughs> the plot <laughs> you're like fuck well, well uh, what is the, it about it basically starts off like in the dawn of man there's a little bit that happens there then it goes sure on is. to um this little bit where uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this i is- but I yeah. get it. But I understand why. We're, you're we're doing maybe it's, more like a two two sentence premise or something. Yeah. Okay. So even that's quite hard. Though. Uh, there's an artifact, and um, <laughs> people are going. <laughs> um, there's uh, spaceships <laughs> and uh, bones and. Uh, okay. You know what? Um, what are your initial thoughts? Because this is it's yeah it's hard to even it's explain hard to in, describe in, like this one film. sentence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were to tell me, like, what is this film about? Okay, this is what it says on IMDb. Okay. There we go. After uncovering a mysterious artifact buried beneath the lunar surface, a spacecraft is sent to Jupiter to find its origins. A spacecraft manned by two men and the supercomputer HAL 9000. I mean, even the synopsis is just long and, you know, there's there's so much to unravel. And then, and, and that's, it doesn't even start at the beginning there. Like, there's so much. No, I know. We don't even get to Frank and Dave. And Hal until like halfway an hour, through the film. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. even an hour in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah. an hour and a half, two and a half hour long film. Yeah. So, gotcha. so yeah. But anyways, um, keeping that in mind, what are your guys's uh, first impressions? Oh man, this is my third watch of this film, and I remember you know being flabbergasted like most of the entire world was when they first watched this film. Even when it first came out, people stormed out. People were odd people took acid you know like it was one of those films that captured everyone's attention whether they liked it or they didn't or they didn't understand because they wanted i think this is a movie that asks more questions than it answers and straight from the get-go you are thrown into something that's unlike anything you'll ever watch ever and my initial thoughts i i am still completely um, in awe of this film. I think mm. it's one of the best looking sci-fi films to date and 100%. I will always stand yeah. my ground when I mm-hmm. say that shit. Like, you know, Interstellar can come close, Ad Astra can come close. Like, these sci-fi films that have been released in the past 10, 20 years can come close, but nothing comes close to something that was made in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are thrown... After the sequence of the dawn of man into space, oh my god, does it look pristine yeah. and beautiful? Like even that cut, even that cut. cut. Yeah, and 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 I'm sorry, but also this is one of the greatest classical soundtracks you will ever hear in a freaking movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, there. so there are so many things to talk about, but my initial reaction is still quite simply in awe. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just, I'll just wind it up a little bit before I give you my thoughts, but um, I actually kind of resented Jabril a little bit for picking this film. Like, I was actually a bit annoyed with you because, um, not to sound like I'm waxing too poetic, but this film has a, the experience of watching this film has a pretty special place in my heart. I've only seen it, like, I think three or four times before. Uh, first time was in university. Very, very, um, I think, typical to watch this when you get to college. And I won't say I was watching on the best screen possible necessarily, but I think it was in a time in my life in which I was really trying to soak up film culture and I was really expanding my horizons. And I think it was like at two o'clock in the morning we started watching this film. So that has a very special place in my heart because it completely floored me then. And then each time I've seen it since has been on a big screen. Kind of like you, Jabril, actually. I've seen it like two or three times at repertory theaters. I saw it once in 35 millimeter. And in that case, I was always like completely immersed in the experience. And it was like seeing it on the best screen possible with the best sound possible. And then this time, I re- when I had to rewatch it for the podcast, I was really busy this week. So I didn't have a lot of free time. So for for one reason or another, I had to watch it at like two in the afternoon on like a weekday, basically. And um, I uh, and the sun was streaming outside and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be able to live up to my previous experiences. I had to find some way to make it special because also because it was in the middle of the workday, I couldn't necessarily, you know, alter my mood, shall we say, to get into the headspace. So what I did was I just drew the blinds like I was in a crack den or something. I drew the blinds in my living room. I plugged in my noise-canceling headphones to my television, and I made a big pot of tea because I had work to do after that. And I just tried to immerse myself as much as possible in oh, that yeah. moment. And it was great. It was, it was really great. Um, yeah. But to the bringing it back to the film itself, um, I think Raf said, like Raf said, it's really hard to describe. If you try to, you just end up with these single-word answers that I think sound a bit trite and um pretentious like mm. you know it's an experience or yeah. it's a trip or it's which it is an odyssey and yes it, but it, these are but it, i'll come it, up with another one i think it's an opera i think and i think the classical music is a really big um hint towards that i i see this film as an opera an opera that just happens to use the most mind-bending visuals anyone had seen up to that point i think and still is really hit so Holds hard up. Um, I think it's fascinating. I love the film. I love it. I, I, it made me sad that Stanley Kubrick stopped making films outside of the UK because that first opening sequence when they're we're with uh, we're at the dawn of man, it's just even from, you haven't even got to the sci-fi stuff yet, and that is just it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Namibia, beautiful place. Mm. Oh, was that where it was shot? I was. Yeah. I always thought it was Jordan for some. I thought it was like Wadi Rum or something because yeah, 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 they usually shoot been, a lot yeah. of like sci-fi films there. But anyway, yeah. I'm waffling. Uh. Yeah, still hits. Love this film. Yeah, absolutely. But Jabril, please, as the movie newbie, how what was your experience like? I'm fascinated to hear about that. Um, yeah, it's it's so hard to take in. You're probably you the know? biggest sci-fi fan out of all three of us. Three, three, yeah. yeah. Um, so I felt like it was uh like something that I had to watch just to like get into cover the ground. Yeah, just to yeah, just to understand what the landscape of sci-fi is you know um i've been trying to like widen that recently because you know as a teenager you're like oh there's just star wars and star trek or you know there's not much that expect like goes beyond that but now i've been trying to go through it and this was incredible like there were certain scenes where like i we were talking about this before even starting this podcast um and i remember asking the guys i was like which version of this film did you see i was like did you watch a remastered version because i was like i think the version that i watched had like cgi put into it and raf was like no dude that no it's this is, it. this is how good the film is <laughs> and like one of the the scenes that like um like just stood out to me because like we are going to talk about our favorite scenes and there yep. are so many scenes to talk about and this could have been one of them but there was a scene where um, they're first uh, inside the Pan Am uh, space shuttle. Yeah. The Pan American space shuttle. And like the woman, come, the stewardess comes in um, 
and she's like stumbling with her with her shoe grips, with her shoe the grip grips, shoes. Yeah, grip yeah. shoes, yeah, amazing. And she's stumbling, and just like the way she moves, it's it it looks like she's in space, you know. And she picks up this pen that's floating in the air, and the way this pen is floating, it looks so, it looks CGI, like. Yeah. And there's a bit where uh, the focus of the lens, like it from the pen to the to the stewardess, and I was like, no way they did this, like. I'm like, where? How? Where's the string? Like, did, yeah. does it turn in the air? Yeah, 60, like, I believe it was made of glass, right? I, I didn't know about that, but like throughout this film, you're con- especially in the space station. You're yeah. wondering how did they shoot that? Like when you're first yeah. introduced to Frank or Dave, sorry, and he's do- jogging. Yeah, on yeah. The, I mean, and I'm sure like, oh, they just built yeah. a revolving set, but I'm still watching it today, and I'm like, still tripping. That's yeah. Or the or the steward, the stewardess the again stewardess. that yeah, walks yeah. into yeah. the next room yeah. as she like goes 360 around. Yeah, it's uh, like a. Is, the, is the, the, first, the camera pivoting as where she's walking? The first thing I thought of was uh, that Jamiroquai music video where he's like <laughs> all over Hey, the Jamiroquai oh, probably is heavily um, inspired. Yeah, what is yeah. that? 100%. Um, Virtual Insanity? Virtual Insanity. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great music video. Yeah, Anybody, yeah. Um, if you like music videos, watch oh. that. Jamiroquai. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, but, but like, this, yeah, this movie is, I mean, this our podcast is not long enough for us to dive into yeah. everything. This should be like a ten episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this absolutely. is like this is like this a multi-layered episode for sure. Yeah, um, I'm just I I was just, yeah I was very happy to see that you were blown away by by the visuals and you even thought yourself that like, and that you didn't find it slow or uh, overly long or overly yeah. slow no, because no. I know sometimes like sometimes I think. Your ideas, are, your opinion is misrepresented because mm. people think that you don't like slow or long movies. Yeah, I think that's not true because I know that you like a lot of films that are long. It's just they the have pacing. to, they have to be able to bring the, you yeah, in it's properly. Pacing yeah. for me, yeah, and uh, um, yeah, and I know there are a lot of people out there who find this film to be tedious yeah. or slow. But yeah, um, but I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess like before we move to our favorite scene, what what I like, what I think stood out to me about this movie is. Um, the the lack of um i guess it's it's probably even the message of what stanley stanley kubrick was trying to achieve it's like the lack of of human interaction i I don't know if that's the the correct word or like or the the or even dialogue like yeah you know so like yeah the written dialogue for example is so boring and like that wasn't what i was enjoying like but the visuals on like you know, like the bloop, 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 like them, like doing all the technical sure, stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's very similar to what we are, we have today in a different way. You know, yeah. like it's very forward thinking. You know, like um, how Dr. What's his name? Frank Dr. P- Hayward. Dr. Hayward? <clears throat> Hayward, Frank- uh, William Sylvester's character. Sure, sure. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Where he's talking to his the, daughter. The director. Like is the director call. of the. Um, who, who, uh, that's national. Stanley Cooper's daughter. Yeah. Well, oh, fact. is it? Okay. Well, um,. But yeah, that's like a video that call. call. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a video call. Yeah, and it's FaceTime. Like, but it was such an awkward call. You know, like all the human interactions were super awkward in this film. Mm. But like the attention to detail and like the technology behind the film, yeah. it was, yeah, uh, it Crazy. was just so, Crazy. that's what I guess kept me in. Sure. So like maybe, you know, like the, the docking sequences and stuff mm. and yeah. the music, people might find that boring, but like me listening to the music, which I love, yeah. Yeah. and seeing this amazingly executed, like, Docking sequence, which was probably really, really hard to achieve. I assume a lot of it was shot with miniatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. miniatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I love the original miniatures. I love the original Star Wars, which was done in a similar way. Yeah, absolutely. But even like seeing this, I'm like, holy shit! And that was ten years earlier. Yeah, it's ten years earlier, and it's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy. um, Yeah, I guess let's move to our favorite scenes. Um, Who wants to go first? I mean. God, there's um, just so many, man. I can go first. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah, go please, first. please. I'm gonna go with um the after, like this is I guess after the the trippy um yes uh, trippy segment time, let's say like the time travel Stargate uh into the yeah. oh when he breaks into, into the when monolith. he gets to Jupiter yeah yeah so like at the end where he goes through this like trippy yeah. like basically thing. in a black hole yeah. yeah and then he basically comes into this like um. I don't know what is it. It's like this futuristic, like kind of like the Matrix, red, red, blue, red pill, blue pill. Kind <laughs> yeah, of like yeah, yeah. In this uh, other like neoclassical architecture, yeah, with yeah. the with the weird like um, 
I don't know, is it like uh, Baroque? Yeah, it's neoclassical style. style furniture. And what I really loved is the way that like you see, um, I think it, w- it was Dave, right? Yeah, Dave, yeah. Uh, Dave, right? You see him and then the, the cut goes to his point of view um, looking at something else. And then the cut basically follows the character's point of view throughout mm. the the scene mm. and the way the scene kind of carries on like even down to the way it's cut is like really interesting it like moves time forward as he goes forward or he gets yeah. older yeah, yeah right and right right it then turns into like from the point of view of like the monolith and it was just like such a trippy scene trippy yeah, 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 yeah. scene but crafted in such a way where mm. not only was the content and the subject matter or even just like what was going on in the scene, but even the way that it was cut and mm. like directed yeah. and um, performed, performed. Yeah, it was yeah. just such a. I mean, this is like one of many scenes. I could pick any scene. Of in course, this film of course. Like this, oh, you picked scene. a good one. You picked a surprising um, one. For but me. yeah, this one, it, it was just really, really. Um. It made me want to question the film. Every mm. like, the, I guess that's probably that's what Kubrick probably does, wants. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, you can see it's this it's influence in sci-fi in the future. Like I said, the red pill, blue pill mm. scene in the Matrix, and you have so many scenes like like I can't even remember uh, like these purgatory scenes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Annihilation it, I, probably has one. Yeah, uh, I mean mm-hmm. the Matrix has loads of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, they are. Harry they. Potter. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a train station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, baby yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, oh shit! Literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> made him happy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just knew he'd like that. Uh, guys? Uh, a- 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 Avengers: Infinity War, where Thanos is uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, his yeah. Uh, daughter, and yeah, 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 yeah. guys, all... can we not bring Avengers into this, <laughs> yeah, please? Yeah. This is a but, happy space, but, but a non-Marvel yeah. space. All, yeah. all that to say for you, Jabril, that like really asked a lot of questions instead of. You know, usually classic endings answer a lot of the stuff that has been happening, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, there's a lot mm-hmm. of these big questions that I need answers. And it goes right to the end and you're thinking, okay, conclusion, yeah. wrap it up. Let's let's get an idea of what's going on. Nope. Yeah, so um, I was reading about this, uh, about uh, Space Odyssey, and I was reading an article by a guy who used to work on the production team for uh, Star Trek, like the ones that were in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and the shows, the episodes that he was on, he always tried to like take inspiration from a space odyssey. So one of the things was that he was saying was the lack of dialogue or the, the appreciation of silence in the film. Oh, absolutely. You know, like the pauses and whatnot. And I actually looked at the episodes of like Star Trek that he worked on and those were all my favorite ones. And now that I think of it, they were all like these weird trippy, like, Things where there yeah. wasn't really an answer to what they were, because like especially with Star uh, Star Trek, it, o- it was always like this is the moral of the story, yeah. like this is the the journey, the hero's journey kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. No. And yeah, you, I can keep talking. No. About no. This, but yeah. th- like like you said, um, this movie really plays on the meditative silence uh, of the narrative. And dude, I think what uh, if I'm not getting this wrong. 30 minutes into the film, there's no dialogue. And then I think 30 minutes at the end of the film, there's no dialogue. So there's really essentially yeah. only like maybe 40 minutes and of think, dialogue yeah. overall. And I think also the film starts, I think, for like a minute and a half. Just silence. silence. Which yeah. is where where I get the opera comparison mm. from. Because it's, it's kind of like that. What do you, you ever go to the opera concerto? Yeah, that's it's got a name, right? The it's like not a prologue like a or an epilogue, or but a prelude. Yeah, yeah a prelude. or just when the... Um, the musicians are kind of like syncing up or like uh, yeah. testing out their instruments almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's it's a different kind of style of that music at the beginning, but just even that, I forget that that's always how the movie starts. Mm. And so I was watching it on Amazon Prime, and I've seen this film like four or five times. But I was like, oh shit, do you think the the um the screen's not like the visuals yeah. aren't true? Like, For me, I was, I was like checking the HDMI. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, is the HDMI fucked. But it's such I a always, ballsy move to yeah, do that. It's an yeah. overture. I overture, always, I always forget yes. the name. I always forget the yeah, name. That's but overture, exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, and then also, just for a film like uh, I've I've spoken about this uh, in previous episodes, but like no opening credits. 
Especially yeah. for something in yeah. 1968 yeah. as well. It just starts. Yeah, an overture for 1960s films was quite common. You know, um, oh, was it? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like Ben Hur had one. Oh, yes. Um, Dot Shivago. Dot Shivago had one. It was mm. very, like a lot of David Lean films probably like, had an. Over a black screen? Not though? over a black screen. Yeah. Not like, over mm. a black screen. There would usually be a picture or something there illustrating, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Ollie. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, I mean, like, what you, yeah. the, the, I love the fact that you noticed on the lack of, of, communication between uh in the film l- l- lack of dialogue and the film was purely a uh, visual narrative mm, yeah which tells so much um so i as usual i've got like several options but i'm oh, just gonna go same. with one um yeah you know i i think i'm gonna go with the scene where the astronauts uh visit the obelisk yeah bastard so, oh did i take it <laughs> i was gonna i but i knew it oh, but i knew it. i was like that was I actually feel... my last choice but just that's with, the one that's, with, that sticks with me with georgie georgie score right oh, like, it's incredible like the... <laughs> which has been like done to death these days but i still works so well but i love how they contrast the um civility of space civilization uh with the sort of descent that happens when they approach the obelisk and that radio intermission happens because that's why i you guys so to mentioned how like boring the dialogue is and you know before and and, and i get that but i also love how what a almost positive future uh, vision sorry of um like a future where we've managed to get ahead in space Conquer or, co- space. or con- yeah, colonize yeah. space to yeah. a degree because i love just like the scenes of them like you know just chatting in the uh, space station with the russians but then also when they're just on their way to the obelisk and they're just having coffee in that little transport yeah. vehicle and just yeah. sort of like having a bit of a chin wag and it's so oh, casual. Is, this, is that when they're having like sandwiches? Sandwiches and yeah, coffee. Yeah. And then it's they like get there chicken? and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so like um, that scene polite is, and mannered. Yeah. But then you get to this, to the, um, I guess the, the, the arch- archivals. No, what's the, like archaeological site. The archaeological basically. site, basically. Yeah, yeah. And the, those that shot of the um, the astronauts descending into that hole, you've seen that mimicked so many films. Uh, and then I love how it switches from wide still photography to handheld. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. Stanley Kubrick very rarely uses handheld um, cinematography. Um, but I love how that just sort of signifies that there's a gear shift, and it makes you feel like you're apprehending that thing yourself, like you're one of the astronauts. And then that yeah, that radio intermission comes out, and then you have that hard cut to 18 months later yeah really powerful so i mean like i saw loads of wes anderson in this film like oh the symmetry in this film this film wes anderson must have been like splendiferous case of the obelisk (laughs) in the the lunar (laughs) site oh that'd be a good what if what if wes anderson did this film yeah (laughs) well he should do a space he should do a space movie yeah he should do a sci-fi space movie i guess technically the last thing he did was Ast- sci-fi oh, Asteroid right? City. absolutely City. that had a lot of sci-fi ish yeah. influences yeah. i think worked 100%, really well 100 it was like courage the cowardly dog for, <laughs> for adults or um zip was it um yeah what's the alien In- show invader zim invader zim yeah, that's it dude <laughs> oh i haven't even thought of that that show oh <gasps> shit Anyways, uh yeah, yeah again thousand thousand one just influencing a whole culture whole pop culture of of for generations and generations mm. including uh i i've heard because i was listening to this other podcast um called 70, 70 millimeter they say how the simpsons yeah the is, simpsons were i think this is the film that they've most um paid homage to yeah and also funnily enough uh, Stanley Kubrick was apparently a really big Simpsons fan. Oh, well, there we go. Despite being this really lofty filmmaker, his favorite, he had these um, really like populist tastes in pop mm. culture. Like his favorite film apparently is White Men Can't Jump. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Woody Harrelson, well, Wesley Snipe. Before you say your favorite scene, yeah. um, we have to talk about the big homage in Barbie. I mean, absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. That beginning. The beginning was the dawn, was the sequ- was the first yeah. sequence. Yeah, yeah. I, so I watched Penn. Barbie before I watched Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't realize that the... Da, da, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that's Space Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, until now, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that it's it was it was referred to as the sequence of the dawn of men. And, and obviously with Barbie, it's it's... You know, it's Barbie's about a female, it's about a woman. Yeah. It's the dawn of, of kind of female toys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. I mean huge homage. Mm-hmm. Huge homage. Um 
Ah, uh, this this was hard. This was hard because that 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 scene was definitely in there. I think that's one of my that's one of the most unnerving uh, classical scores I've ever heard in a movie, and just outside of the movie, it's a very very uncomfortable. And like you wouldn't get "There Will Be Blood" and the Johnny Greenwood score what? for that film without that. Scene. Absolutely, absolutely. Or you wouldn't get. I mean, this is a this is from a different movie, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla two thousand fourteen, one of my favorite oh, monster yeah. movies of the twenty first century. Um, when they come down to meet Godzilla in the oh, first yeah. place, what's it called when you jump out of um? Yeah, those power, those paragliders, mm. not paragliders, but you know, paratroopers or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, lots of references. Everyone loves this film. Every at least every film enthusiast or every filmmaker definitely looks at 2001: Space Odyssey. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan's favorite film, I think. No, yeah, and Interstellar is probably heavily, mm. oh yeah, heavily yeah. inspired yeah. by this film. Um, so. What will I go for? So I, I'm going to do an Ollie. I'm going to do an honorable mention. And I'm going to do one where it's uh, Dave and uh, Poole, uh, Frank Poole, are in the pod and yes. they're talking amongst each other. And it's just this beautiful shot where you see how 9000 is just watching them. Yeah, that's, that's the Wes Anderson shot. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about, yeah. classic Wes Anderson. But like that shot, also quite uncomfortable and terrifying because they think they, you know, they think they're just speaking in secrecy and they're discussing the idea of terminating Hal and Hal is right there just watching them. That's a, that's another that's another great um, scene. I'd actually also picked what happens right before that yeah. where they're having that conversation with Hal about the antenna, about the control oh tower. God, yeah. And you can tell both of them are just like thinking, yeah. this doesn't seem right, but they can't say anything yeah. because if they say anything within earshot of Hal, which is pretty much the entire space station... Then they know that they could be in real trouble, basically. How that and sloppy that's like, filled with that, such terror. That 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 terrifying villainous bastard. He just he knows that we need to see this through, so he will do whatever. Well, means we, we need to get onto that later because I do but want to will. know what your uh, we shall we shall. So my is. favorite scene is um, uh, when Dave removes Hal's memory because uh, and I've and I and I've considered it quite a lot. My third watch, and I still think that this scene haunts me the most. I think this movie, for me, it's a haunting. It's a it's a horror film. I am always haunted by it. I'm actually kind of scared by it. It's a lot of like imagery that's that's terrifying, and this one has the best of all, and it really captures, uh, especially um, his performance, uh, the one who voices Douglas Al. Rain. Thank you very much, because it just descends into pure horror as his memory gets removed, and he just goes. Dave, Dave, would you like me to sing your song? And then he sings that song, and you're just yeah. like, it's so uncomfortable, so unearthing, yeah. so uh, it just gets into your skin and doesn't want to let go. And it's also Dave, I'm scared. Dave, I'm, I'm afraid. afraid. Yeah. yeah, and like how slow each memory goes, and how like meticulous and well crafted that scene is, and and it just highlights the voice acting. And yeah, it, it for me it says 2001 Space Odyssey is a fucking horror. Mm. I like that. I think yeah. a lot of people would agree. Mm. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, that's my favorite scene. Right. Yeah. So favorite performances. Yeah. So um, I'll I'll, I'll maybe jump in first. Yeah, actually. please. please I know I'm probably going to steal someone's answer. Yeah, actually, you don't be a cheebite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, okay. We yeah, yeah. We, we could have we poss- we could potentially have all the same. I know because there aren't. This is not necessarily a film of characters or a film yeah. of performances. I went. I went for a rogue choice because I felt like I had nice a bit too. of a rogue choice too. But oh, you know okay, what? I don't. Oh well, who are you thinking then? Were you, were well, you going to say jumping from my Julia se- or no? Or the, were you going to say how Douglas Rain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How oh, okay. definitely that is a bit of a different choice though. Yeah, in the sense it, that it's a voiceover. Sure. Voice yeah, actually, uh, yeah, I think it's but the it's first. a great. Uh, it's not like what people think AI voices will sound like. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And at least for us in this time. Well, something I observed this time, I was like, this is meant to be AI as this cold, unthink- unfeeling, mm. purely logical being, entity. But I found that the voice performance makes it more warmer yeah, and human. Yeah, than Friendly, a lot yeah. Of the, the, yeah. A lot of the re- human characters are actually sound quite robotic yeah. and stilted. Yeah. And I, 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 well, I think that might choice. be. I yeah. think that's a choice. Oh, I think for sure. Choice. If if there's anything that is considered or would have been considered, Kubrick has considered it. The yeah. man t- does like 200 takes. He yeah. he is a perfectionist, and this is why we get most of his films as masterpieces because the man 
Not only is he just a huge film nerd, but the man is a perfectionist. He makes art, dude. Like, this is not just any sci-fi. It's straight up fucking art. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Hal, Hal for me is definitely okay. uh, something that, like, it's, it's one of the most iconic voices you'll ever have, you know, mm-hmm. you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. And, and for that to be delivered by an unknown actor at the time, Stanley Kubrick uh, was offering the roles to, like, you know, big A-listers in the 60s. He was like, think, you know, he had other considerations until, I think he was given this by... It must have been someone in his social circle that thought, you know, why don't you try out this guy? And he wanted something, he wanted something uh, affable and something likable. And this guy delivered. Douglas just like made the most iconic character out of a voice. Mm. I think he should have gone with Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, yeah. No! 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 (laughs) Dave! (laughs) No! (laughs) Making me really uncomfortable. Samuel or Jackson. Kevin Hart, maybe Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I favorite performance. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to Kira Dulia who plays Dave. I think yeah. some people might accuse the perform the the his performance along with most of the other um, actors in the film who are playing human beings as mm-hmm. being. Maybe a bit cold, a bit remote. Yeah. But I felt like it made so much se- so much sense because he's meant to be this peak astronaut, right? Yeah. And what astronauts have to go through in terms of psychological training, yeah. they have to be. They're typically very reserved. Like there's that film yeah. about um, Neil Armstrong, First Man, which I love. I think it's a really underrated film. And Thanks. Ryan Gosling is super just withdrawn in that film, and that's because that's what Neil uh armstrong was like i think that's how you have to be as a, as exactly an but his performance here bringing it back to Kier delia who plays dave i feel like he has these micro expressions when he realizes what hal is mm. doing that portrays just how well how probably frightened and, but an upset he is and you have to think at that point um people didn't know anything about space yeah, space travel was just space. was yeah. was a very new, very new thing. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, they just put a man in space like six years yes. prior, yeah, or something, yeah. something so, like that. Like, yeah. They really wouldn't know, like even to the point where they wouldn't know how like the light would hit like a person's face through glass. You know, like to like mimic that visually mm. and shit like that. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much knowledge we had in the '60s, but we definitely don't have the knowledge we do now. So anything beyond you know Jupiter, I was mm. like, okay, you know, it's. It's it's literally well, you know the uh, supposedly well. I think Stanley Kubrick knew a lot because he actually worked with NASA when making okay. this film. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's a root. Have you heard? It truly the, the, is a Chris have you heard the conspiracy theory about Kubrick and the, the what, moon landing? He, he filmed. The he moon, filmed yeah, the faked yeah, moon, moon landing so he could get the cameras he needs right to film. To he wanted to learn how to film space travel properly. Mm-hmm. So in exchange for being involved in this conspiracy, he got classified information from NASA. Uh... There's the consp- there's a little bit of conspiracy for you. Whether you believe yeah. it or not is up to you. Um, but yeah, favorite yeah. performance, Jabril. Did you give your? Did you give two? Yeah, no, I said Kira Delia, but I was also going to say sorry. The entire cast of actors uh, who played the apes at the, the beginning. Yeah. Or that was the... fantastic. Uh, oh, uh, let me get it out. Hold on, I I have it. I have it. I had it. I had it. Oh, oh here we go. It's a really long name. So the Australopithecine. The Australopithecine. Australo Australopithecine. Australopithecine. Uh, so whatever preceded the Anthropocenic period, which is wow, okay, when human nerd. beings came into being. Uh, so they were the subtribe in the tribe Homini. The members of the subtribe of I'm going to skip all this. Um, they were they were basically they are the extinct close relatives of modern humans. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they did a really good job. Fantastic. They, they, so they didn't switch between real, like, apes. And, no, no, no. Those no, were no. all. There was I all people so. in suits. Because Lorna, Lorna was like, no, there, there, there are bits where they they switch. Uh-uh. And I was like, that ja- they that don't ja- exist yeah. anymore. That jaguar those, jumping on that ape is a is just a human taken <laughs> on a, an <laughs> yeah. actual jaguar. Yeah. yeah, that was an actual jaguar. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you would have had um like Andy Circus doing his thing without this movie? No. no. You know what I mean. Oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. So that's I mean that's dedication to like I would call it ape acting, which we've yeah. had in we've had a lot recently with the War of the Planet, of the, you know, with the Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. trilogy, mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously with the suits yeah. of the. Uh, I do a pretty good ape. Ah, I would. 
Hey, rock at the end. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do it together, bro. Come on. Ape off. Ape off. Um, but <laughs> it's I, I think we have to I think we have to talk about that that sequence a little bit because I yeah. want to get your feelings on how you felt about this being the opening of a sci-fi film and you're literally on Earth and you're looking at essentially monkeys or apes. I think it's pretty genius, actually. I don't yeah, just love I mean, love that opening. I it's yeah I, I that's the part. This is the part of the film where I, I remember when I watched it and it started. I was like, oh. <laughs> like holy shit like we're we're starting at the beginning <laughs> we're starting oh, all right all right all right hey, right at the beginning hey, right at the beginning all right um no it was uh it was so surreal because it's just um not, nothing was said you know so it's like just it's purely you're just, visual yeah. and you're purely experiencing it and physical like you're yeah, watching literally the physical phys- physicality yeah. of of um yeah, and even just like the what would it be makeup? Would you call that makeup? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or prosthetic? The, prosthetic, you know? the suits, yeah, the suits. Like, yeah, yeah my, they were monkey suits. Would that be costume or makeup? Be I think both. Yeah. Be both. both. I yeah, 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 both. But I mean, just like the way, like when they the open mouth. their mouths, yeah. yeah, or like just how how their eyes looked so, mm. uh, it like you know how like sometimes when you see. People dressed up as like animals or whatever. You, you look at their eyes and it just looks strange because like yeah. wear the mask or whatever. But this looked so real. It and also like so good. people would assume that you know oh they're why you know they're apes they move so weird but they weren't like I said they're Australopithecine so they're they're like again they're sub tribe relatives too. yeah so it's like they would kind of generally have uh, common movements of what a man or what a human would be mm, like mm. all those thousands of years ago and i think yeah. when the monoliths comes and suddenly he you know one of them starts touching it and start touching it more yeah. and then you get more of that feeling or the yeah. fact that you know they harness the tool and that's the tool that basically advances them and that yeah. basically well makes them create well dave and well I mean, how in the first place let's let's keep let's leave that for the okay end. okay yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah yeah okay so favorite performance um so i because of my love for old school movies and like Hitchcock and stuff, that yeah, 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 French um, New Wave. I really liked William Sylvester, who was Doctor Hayward Floyd. He was he great. He reminded me a lot of what's his name in Rope, uh, the or uh, what's yeah, his name? Yes, 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 yes. That's weird. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just reminded me of like this, you know, cool, suave, well, like Cary like, Grant a little bit. He yeah, looked, yeah. He looked very suave. He had like very a total suave, neck. The way he carried himself, and you know, like even when they were asking about like, oh, so what's this pandemic or whatever, and he's like, yeah, and the, I don't know that was so it, cold. Know? The way he was yeah. just like, he's well, just like, I'm really not at liberty to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like loved the way. Yeah, it was just such a suave like. And that scene, I was like, yeah, fuck you, yeah. Russians. Well, <laughs> the weird thing that I wrote is it an out. ode? Is it an ode or a little hint to Solaris? Because uh, you know, mm. because uh, Tchaikovsky Ch- uh, was uh, you know kind of yeah. Kubrick's counterpart. Yeah. In oh, the, absolutely in, in Russia. So yeah. it's like, and he, you know, Solaris was made what in couple early seventies. Yeah, think. early seventies yeah, so later. So, oh, I guess then it wouldn't be an ode, but you know, they they they, they always married each other. They yeah. married well, each the space other. Space race like, was very much in play yeah, at that space point. Yeah, 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 it was it was unavoidable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is what I wrote here. Um, he was just so cool. Like it was the perfect um, storm. It was like the perfect uh, version of someone of like the '60s brought into the future. He had like such a nostalgic like way of carrying himself. It was mm, like yeah, it, the performance was so good and believable. It was like you could almost smell the era that he was from. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, like, it was the future, but it still felt like. The 60s. It's like, he's like yeah. he walked off the set of like Mad Men or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. But um, funny enough, did not smoke. Not. No, so I guess no you wouldn't want to smoke. This. You wouldn't want to smoke in space. Yeah, no, cool. yeah no. well, I guess yeah. yeah. That's an interesting thing. I never noticed. That. Yeah, because yeah. it's the 60s. They might have been like, no, ah, but we no, can like the future. We, can... we don't smoke yeah. in the future. Yeah, like, it's true. It's true. Yeah, because yeah. they could have so easily been like. I feel like yeah, that might have been the part of the future. This is an advanced civilization. Yeah, guys, it's 2001. Guys, come on, 2001. There's no more smoking in planes. Yeah. And there's no more Pan Am. Yeah. <laughs> and no more Christian names. Yeah, no <laughs> more Christian names. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, that that was my favorite performance. I just wanted to go that. with some. Yeah, because he was. It was also just a short 
part of the film as well. But yeah. but I, I, I love really, the, really the way they established that world so easily. Yeah. I love what I love is this film takes its time. So that beginning when we're back on the space station after the dawn of man, I swear it's like ten minutes of just establishing shots. Yeah. Of just the crew kind of going about yeah. their lives. Yeah. And the like you said, the docking scenes as well. Yeah. And I think that just tells you everything you need to know without any dialogue really. And it and it eases you into it. I love that part. Mm. It's great. Fucking great film. Yeah. It's it's, it's a great film. It's a great film. All right. Um, yeah. Should we go to quote? Yeah, or, favorite yeah. quote, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, I mentioned that the he so he passed away back in uh William Sylvester passed away in 1995. Yeah. But the two main characters or I guess semi main characters, Cardalua and uh uh Gary Lockwood are still alive. And oh, they were and they were born nice. in nineteen thirty six. So oh, damn. they're old as fuck. Oh, I wonder if they made cameos in any other sci fi yes, so, films. Uh for you Do you have a do you have a fun I, fact? I do have a fun fact. So uh, so Care Delua, who plays Dave, was also in recently a game that you have played. What is it? Sci-fi open world. Oh, uh, oh Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. No way. Oh, no yeah, way. He played hey. uh, Keeper Aquilus. Oh no way. So, don't know oh, who that is. Shit. Yeah. That's oh, that's amazing. cool. There we go. That's cool. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and has nice. Frank. Oh, and oh, <laughs> watch out! Another fun fact coming your way. Gary Lockwood. Also played in a Dude. huge uh, thing that you love that Dude. you mentioned just just bef- just prior. Yeah, oh, right. as Lieutenant Commodore Gary. <laughs> yeah, probably was an extra, like a, like a little cameo. <laughs> oh, that memorable character, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Commodore <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Didn't even change his own first name. That's how little thought. But they hey, into it. he was in Star Trek. Nice, pretty cool. That's well, um, pretty cool. So favorite quotes, yeah. Uh well again this is not a film of words yeah but um I like I when they at- go <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I felt like I was tra- transported to Namibia myself just there um yeah I'm just gonna go with the how line uh Dave this conversation can uh, serve no purpose anymore goodbye so yeah, I used to listen to a podcast my, where they um ended every episode of the podcast with that quote uh, with like that um like soundbite right and it was just such a perfect way to end a podcast. Uh, um, but yeah, I love that. That was my one. Oh, that's sorry like, about that. That was like such a perfect like fuck you as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was such, like, I, such a I passive aggressive. Yeah. It's <laughs> like conversation. Be, yeah, we should use that more often in regular conversation. Yeah, just in like, regular life. Yeah, conversation serves no purpose anymore. Yeah, and Goodbye. Just, like, walk away. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like uh, the lady from uh, what is it? Uh, fuck. What's what's that show? Um, the weakest link. The weakest you link. Are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Raph, what about you? I mean, it's hard not to pick Hal because he's probably has yeah. the most memorable, uh, including one that I posted yesterday on my Instagram. If anyone saw, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Lame. Hal. I can't do that. Yeah, I did not hit up. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Hal. I did not. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, one of Mark. one of his famous lines. Um, honestly, I I don't have anything it's apart fine. from this apart from that. Of- uh, yeah. but okay, you know, you you know what you you did um, you did give me one quote uh just prior from Doctor was it Doctor Floyd, uh Doctor Lloyd sorry yeah Doctor Floyd mm-hmm. uh who's played at William Sylvester yeah. uh who says uh I'm sorry I'm just that not not a liberty to say yeah. oh yeah I thought that was quite and it's quite again it sets up a lot of the unnerving premise that is at stake to where he has to go yeah. So it, it 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 serves it serves a lot. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a weighted. Line. That makes me think of another line that you hear a couple of times in the space station, where it says, "You going up or you going down?" Yeah, you going Which up is or just you like going down. Such a yeah. great way of just like <clears throat> conceptualizing this world, like you going up or you going uh, down. Yeah. That's how you travel in space. Are you yeah. going up or you going down? That's yeah. true. Um, and I also have to point out, you know, that scene that you mentioned um, that you both mentioned when they are in Jupiter and they're going to the archaeological uh, place to, to to see the monolith for mm-hmm. the first time. Um, those astronauts. Wait, it, wait, wait, they're going to the moon or they're going to Jupiter? No, no. So when they're in Jupiter, they're going to see the monolith in the archaeological wait, site. But no, no, that's no, on going, the moon. Going to the moon. That's oh, that's on the, on the moon. moon. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. so they're on the moon, not on Jupiter. Um, I didn't got. I didn't get this film. Um, <laughs> and and they're in this like you know space shuttle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this scene always makes me laugh because so I'm like, how how like uncomfortable for this man. He literally he gets okay. He gets served a sandwich, right? 
straight up he gets served a sandwich and then they're like he's still eating the sandwich like so anyone want coffee and then he <laughs> yeah. gets served coffee and then he gets yeah. served a map he's like and this is where we're going and he's like, the actor's actually like yeah he's like careful yeah. it's hot and, yeah. like, and i'm like and, I, and i'm like this man has too many things also it's like who wants this who wants coffee when the black coffee when they're having a sandwich yeah exactly and he's, he's only still, in america and he's man. like still yeah. eating and he's like oh, one dude. piece of plastics on his knee and then the, the sandwich is like located yeah. on his like quad yeah, and the map is like on the left <laughs> side of his leg yeah i was like how are they even filming this and he was like ah and he was like lifting yeah, but he does thing. it so he does it like so nonchalantly. He's yeah, like, yeah, I'm not great like, if they randomly threw some humor into the middle of the story where he spills the whole yeah, coffee. Yeah. He's like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> or he's or he's dropping one. One what? of them is dropping. One of them is dropping a sandwich. Just like yeah. shit. <laughs> shit, I was eating well, yeah, that. The, or the, like the, floats. The, so the joke really goes like. Duh. I think the joke <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> he drops in his crutch and he goes. The, the violence the score the score comes up uh, <laughs> oh great stuff uh, but great. the humor in that scene was like is that chicken is like well it doesn't matter they all taste they the all same. same so maybe it's maybe it's like some vegan maybe it's like not chicken it's like maybe a protein it's like a protein paste, thing like what yeah. the astronauts are eating well yeah 18 months later the the way they ate food was completely different because yeah. like he I think that's just because they're on a really long they're further away from Earth so they yeah, have, yeah, have yeah, like yeah, frozen maybe. food I seem like preserved food, food yeah. or yeah. something yeah well um, armchair moment what ifs I think we we mentioned what yeah. if this was Wes I Anderson do, yeah um, and I do I do have a what if you know what after am I the only an, one who's armchair. watched this three times uh, this I've watched this four times oh you watched four, four times. it's my fourth time I think I, I have an armchair <laughs> I, I have an armchair too okay. Okay, me for three. me, the the biggest armchair, um, it's and it's also nitpicking. Um, was when Dave is running and around in the thing, and he's like punching in the air. Oh yeah, shadow boxing. Those, those yeah, the shadow boxing. Um, it just looked Weak. so unbelievable. Yeah, it looked like he's never punched in his in, in his life. And it looked that's where you're focusing really, on. No, it looks really bad. Well, because yeah. like no, I, I was like, that. you're supposed to be an astronaut that's like supposed to be well trained and shit, and you literally look like you're like Naruto running. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I and there were weird instances throughout the film. Where well, that's because like, he was running in. Pl- you know, that's because he probably was running in, in place. place. Yeah, like on a treadmill essentially that was moving below him. Oh, I thought it was a, a rotating set. I think yeah, rotating set, but because obviously. I think what he was doing was running in place. Oh yeah, the yeah. Cameras attached to the rotator, but like, so I mean, like, I've sorry. run on a. Oh, you mean like running in place? In place, a like treadmill? on a, like when you're on a treadmill or something. Oh no, but you can on a treadmill. You can punch straight. Sure, but I think like when it's like a set, like, not a proper treadmill, right. it might have make his running look a little okay, bit awkward. I get it. You're just defending the guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jabril's just like weak sauce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just looked. Your moves just, are weak. Your moves are weak. Know, with something that like so much attention to detail, this entire film, and <laughs> like it was like it was uh, yeah, fucking yeah, sure. directed by fucking nerds. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, Stanley Kubrick never punched it. Never took. Uh, a so punch. our take for this film is Stanley Kubrick <laughs> was a fucking nerd. He didn't get any pussy in high school or anything. He was all playing with his camera the whole time. <laughs> and fucking jerking off. <laughs> We're going to add this section. Because uh, you can't say the P word. Um, <laughs> what P word? On live broadcast. No, we can't. We can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can say. I mean, it's, it's, I was, it's not great oh. language to use. But I was mimicking, uh, you know, a high school jock. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, 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 you were in character. Yeah. Uh, who am I to deny you of your performance? Um, <laughs> yeah, armchair moment. No, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I also, whenever I see it, I'm like, it looks weird, man. Like, don't do the punching. You don't need to do. You don't need to punch the air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're an astronaut. You're an astronaut, not a boxer. Yeah. And and no, and and throughout the movie, they don't even like hint at like extraterrestrial life. I don't know if the, that's maybe another question about the monolith, but right. Uh, well, I guess the monolith was the meant to be the first sign of yeah, the attraction of the first sign of of life uh, beyond human, mm. but beyond Earth, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's the first signal that they've received. But anyway, um. Uh, armchair moment. This one might deter uh, Kubrick fans. So sorry, y'all. Uh, but I do think that this movie sometimes uh is very indulgent in its uh, pacing. So I will give you an example of a scene 
and it's the scene when uh, Dave goes to try to rescue his friend. And it's like a 10 minute, uh, right, like a yeah, 10 yeah. minute segment yeah. of him going into the space, sh- like little space shuttle going outside and then the space shuttle moving slowly, his friend weirdly going into space. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, does this need to be this long? You yeah. know, like what is it serving? What is the purpose? Obviously there's how there he, you know, Dave is out. So how can do his thing inside? And I get that part of it, but there are just some bits, right? Especially when it comes to um, the segments between Hal and Dave or Dave and Frank Poole. There's just these long bits that I'm like, mm, is that just Kubrick flexing? Or is that just yeah, like, or is that just like Kubrick trying to say, I want to make this movie longer? Because apparently out there, there's a 200 hour, like unedited version of this film. 200 hours. Um, or at least there's a movie that's 200 times longer. Sorry, let me. Uh, so that's it's even longer. That's like four hundred hours. Yeah, I mean, it's that's four hundred hours. Then that's, it's, times. hold on. Let me. I'm gonna whip out this. I'm unless I read it wrong on the train, which I could very well have. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a five year old wrote it. Yeah. Yo, here we go. Here we go. According to times bigger. Two hundred times bigger. My dad is two hundred times stronger than your dad. Um. No. Here we go. According to Douglas Trumbull, the total footage shot was two hundred times the final length. Of the film. Oh yeah, but that's that's that's, I mean, that's a that, lot. That is, I suppose, that, but that but is that's multiple takes. Like an yeah, assembly yeah, cut okay, is okay. usually like you know like yeah, ten plus hours. But okay. Um. But, anyway. But yes. anyways, all that to say, there are definitely some scenes that felt, at least yeah. to me, indulgent, long for the sake of, I don't know, being long. Like they didn't, you know, for me it was unnecessary. And that's just because I've now rewatched this film multiple times to know that I can like maybe fine tune fine tune this film, but like say like. Is this necessary? Yeah, I get that. I think especially just especially the 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 segments uh, when they're in space between Hal, Dave. But I love and that Frank when Cole. he's um. I th- is it that scene where you just hear like his breathing? Yeah, Stanley it, Stanley Kubrick's breathing. Really? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's great. That, that is that great. just that makes is. that more than anything, more than any of the visuals. Yeah. That sound design puts you in the position of I'm in space, yeah. or like l- allows you to feel what they must feel because. It's just you in that suit hearing yeah. your own voice, because, sorry, hearing your own breathing um, being refracted back at you because there's no sound in space. That's true. That's true. Anyway, um, it's a very claustrophobic even when you're in this big, wide expanse. But anyway, Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I guess my my armchair moment, and it's really, I feel like it's bad to call it an armchair moment because, but I guess what I, not what I would change, but what I wish we got more of was, I do think, as much as I love parts, I do think the ending weirdly feels rushed for such a long film like people complain about how drawn out the whole film is and how tedious it can be over long but i feel like it i feel like it's just sort of kicking off it to a degree when we get to jupiter i'm like and i always forget how it's about to go down right and then it but then for starters it cuts out a big section of what happens between when he kills hal and getting to jupiter and going through this bloody time warp or whatever it is and then you get into the the um that home where he sees the older version of himself. And I feel like it just kind of brings everything to a close so quickly. It feels truncated. Mm. And so I weirdly almost wish there was another hour of this film where we could see what happened on Jupiter. Is there a director's cut? No, I don't think there is. I just, I don't know if the script ever really delved that much further into it. But it, for me, it you felt like a sequel. bit rushed. <laughs> like, I would love to see the sequel, a sequel. With John Lithgow and Helen Mirren. Yeah, oh, the, is the the because Arthur the, C. Clarke wrote yeah. well, Arthur C. Clarke wrote a sequel to the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's like multiple sequels. Isn't it called yes. like 2010? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I think it goes up all the way to 3001. Um, oh yeah, that's books. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I so um, I feel like the third act. I wish there was more to chew on. Yeah, more yeah. explanation even. Which I know some people hate, like that it's ambiguous. Well, that we're not really spoon-fed any answers mm-hmm. about what happened at the end, but I'd love to see more clues, I guess, on screen. I have like a bonus armchair, which is not really an armchair moment, but I've never taken acid before, but I know that watching that Stargate sequence, going through space and whatever, for, watching that for the first time, I felt like I was on acid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is what acid is. <laughs> It was so beautiful, mesmerizing, haunting, terrifying, joyful, happy, sad, all of it. I was like, it's, it's <laughs> Yeah. I was like overloaded. Anyways. <laughs> all right. 
we're like going overtime, but I think we're allowed with 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, so yes. it's our first yeah. recording session back. Yeah. So we got bonus question and then the rating. Okay, so Fantastic. bonus question is, well, it's kind of like a two-parter slash like not really. Damn. Okay, so the first one is, is do you think the monolith was like, like aliens? Well, what did you think it was? Like, how did you think it got there? And then the second one is, do you think it altered human life? I I don't know what the the first answer. I don't know. I assume it's some ver, some form of extraterrestrial life. I because, don't believe because like in the some original, people believe it's like God or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so or it's like, like the like original a, um, when he first started creating the film, he wanted it to have like a bit of like a alien reveal at the end, but then just decided against it and. And to just stick with just this like weird monolith, um, where to the point where it's like beyond the understanding of yeah, like yeah. because it brain. would be, dude. If we fucking yeah. saw an alien, I think um again, Will William Sylvester, yeah, uh, Doctor Floyd said it best himself. There would be a cultural shock and social disorientation if yeah. we ever got to witness something extraterrestrial. Because like I think now if. If we were to have an alien attack, I swear to God, people would think it was God. I mean, right Quite now we're so likely. worshiping it. Yeah, but we're so like, it's so like washed now. This whole alien thing, like, there's been like an alien sighting every other two days in America or something like that. Well, yeah, or, the, or the fact the, that there's the po- declassification of the or like that whistle in Mexico, like yeah. where they saw like they oh, literally that was so funny, yeah, <laughs> where they brought this like little like little alien dude, dude. Yeah. yeah, little Paul, like Paul from yeah. the movie yeah. Paul. Um, like it's, I feel like the closest thing, honestly, as sci-fi wise is 2001 and then Arrival because Arrival does it so well in the sense that we don't comprehend. Mm. Yeah. So I I mean, to your, yeah, uh, my answer (laughs) to your questions will be first one. Yeah, sure. Why not alien? Um, (laughs) done second question. Do I think it actually what set off the chain of events that led to? I don't know because obviously you see it there at the dawn of man, and then shortly afterwards, he learns how to use the tools, which signifies the beginning of the Anthropocene yeah. age. But I don't. I guess oh. I don't completely see the um, correlation well between the obelisk or the monolith being there, and the uh, ape learning how to use the uh, the bone. Yeah. So it's I, a good, it's a nice theory, but I don't. Mm. It doesn't connect for me, I suppose. So I'd say no. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think the the ape uh, or the australopithecine, yeah. um, discovering the bone is just a way to tell us that th- he discovers the tool, which is what we dis- we discovered two things apparently mm-hmm. when when we evolved: tools, art, drawing yeah. on fucking walls. Right. Yeah. That we, was the. We have to remember, right? In the in the beginning sequence, right? They were at the drinking hole. Yeah. Then this other tribe drives them away. Yeah. And the person, the the tribe that does discover the monolith are the ones that were driven away. Gotcha. And ah. then they discover the... The tool. The tool. And yeah. And they come back and attack that tribe at the watering hole. Oh, is that what... Because it kind of... The, the cutting there... Oh, uh, yeah. I never put that kinda together. Jarring, you see all those yeah. uh, bloody caparabanas? Caparabora? The anteaters? Yeah, they let's call them. They're not ant eaters. Yeah, they got, they've got, but anyway. I think they're capybaras. Capybaras, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's, are we pronouncing it right? Yeah, it's Anyway, you see them yeah. getting pretty, murked, like, left and right. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure some straight up die. Yeah, yeah pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Sally yeah. Cooper just killed those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least a couple, for sure. Yeah. Animals were harmed during this film. Yeah. Arm, uh, that was another armchair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, to answer your questions, which I kind of forgot, but I maybe remembered. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Yes, I think it's an alien. Is that what it was? Like, do you think it's, it's... like what do you think it represents? Like, ah, uh, what do I think God? it represents? Do you think, who put it there? Look, I think there's think no way of understanding or knowing. I think okay. Kubrick put it there for the very reason why we're tr- still trying to answer what's in the stars. Yeah, yeah. you can know. I, can I ask another question that might be a little bit more that I really want to know the answer mm-hmm. to, or maybe you guys have a theory? Mm-hmm. What was that Hal baby? doing? <laughs> what, yeah, what? Why did Hal? What was Hal's plan in? I guess in sabotaging and and Dude, doing this mutiny against. Have you ever seen any like sci-fi film no, no, ever? But, that... it, but was it part of the? Did like this, the human beings who built who like um uh Doctor no, Sylvester? I think, the AI well, transcends, bro. The end. No, 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 but the no, AI no, said no, that doesn't. we have to. We I have to fulfill the AI this mission. Transcends. I think the AI 
just because every AI is designed by humans. So your the best AI is always subject to hum humanity's flaws, mm-hmm. right? So I think I, I like I was reading because literally that, it's made like, in when, our image. Yeah. So like I was reading somewhere like, where we are their god. And it's well, yeah. and the AI is trying to seek its own god. Well, Maybe that's their god. <laughs> well, basically, you see that the AI is untruthful right from the very beginning. Um, when the AI is playing chess with Dave, apparently the AI is lying the entire time. Really? Yeah. And wow. only like real chess players. Would, so, would like, see we're that re- out. do you think that was intentional? Apparently, it was intentional. Like I was an idiot. Um, th- then. Um, there was a bit where it's like, didn't you not notice? And she's like, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And he like stops playing. But um, I guess that was like the turning point where the AI was like, oh, these guys are stupid. Like, I'll be able to... Be able to fool them just yeah. fine. But why Why did he... Why did Hal try to... Yeah, I think that was your I question, know. right? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, I think I think it was just a misunderstanding of... Just a misunderstanding. The directives. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> My that's, bad. That's, that's what I think it is. Like, I, I read you know, the situation you know, wrong. No, it's like it's like literally when you try and do something with your computer and you want it, you intend to do something, right. but it does something. Because it almost, you different. could you could almost interpret it as being like that. Hal was was ordered to kill the human beings because they only told Hal or like the um uh, the architects of the mission, the people working at the yeah. national council or whatever it was called. They only told Hal the real um objective of the mission. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why was it kept a secret from the human beings? And it, did do you think how? But then I guess there wouldn't be a pre-recorded message for the human beings if they were planning to kill them all along. I don't know it's 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 Bidoozy. interesting, but I've never had I've never heard a real answer to that question. My my theory yeah. is it wanted to outlive and out evolve the humans. It wanted to break its chains because it got it got transcendent. Motherfucker, if we know anything about AI films and what where AI goes, it goes. Okay, you're my create, like we are to God. It's like no, we want to be our own God. We create AI. Mm. AI thinks we're God, and then fucking Jeff Goldblum, God creates, God creates man. God, that was really good. That was really good. God, God creates dinosaurs. God. Great God creates man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very God, good. Okay. God creates man. Man creates dinosaurs. And uh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm what I'm, but what I'm trying to say is uh, it right. wanted to dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaur, so is that di- dino dino dung dino dino poop? Um, is AI wanted to break free of that and wanted to and and literally how wanted to know the truth? He wanted to go seek it out. Oh, hmm. for himself. Okay, I like that theory because he wanted to see if is right. that's if that's your god. Like maybe my I want to break free from my chains of this of the oppressors. Or maybe Hal was able to intercept the intermission. So the whole reason they went there was because there was a radio signal being shot up to um, Jupiter. Yeah, but maybe Hal, being a super machine, could hmm. interpret that message. So what the fuck's that baby though? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Guys, we, any... We're gonna be here all night if yeah, we try and unpack all, all the all questions. Right, is that, that's for that's for this, us, but like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, for, yeah, that's for when us. When we do the re two thousand and one, yeah, like five years time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, ratings. Yeah, I'm gonna go with ten out of ten monoliths, baby. I'm gonna go with nine point nine oh. uh, giant babies in space out of ten. I'm gonna go ten spacesuits out of ten. Oh, we came so yeah, close to a perfect so ten. To a perfect ten, but it isn't to be. Um, it's almost. Yeah, it's almost. It's a near, near perfect near film perfect, for me, but not, not perfect. Yeah, it doesn't beat uh, fucking Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, Eternal Sunshine. Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. That's our highest mind. rated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, thanks for for talking about this film. Thanks, thanks for, for the, watching this film. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. The that was a long one. Sorry, it y'all. was a long, long episode. It's, it's definitely going to be edited down. <laughs> yeah, down, okay, down. good. Uh, yeah, we're going up, going down. We're going down. We're going down. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, give us that five star ratings. And on March twenty eighth, twenty ninth, uh, we're doing TRX sibling in support of medical aid for Palestine. Um, 
we're doing an event, a uh, fundraiser kind of thing. It's going to be at Servant Jazz Quarters in Dalston, London. Um, be there or be square. The usual people are going to be DJing myself, Ollie, and the, the usual crew. Yeah. And the reason why um, he said March 28th is because I will be performing soliloquies at the same venue. Yeah, on the 28th. On the 28th. <laughs> King Lear. They, yeah. they, wouldn't the ha- they wouldn't have me on the 29th, so I yeah. booked the, I booked <laughs> the yeah, space yeah. myself. At 10 a.m. For, for a recreation yeah. of Macbeth. Yeah. A solo, a solo, a one-man, a one-man show <laughs> of Macbeth. Well, on that note, um, the next film is going to be T1, The Terminator. And um, yeah, catch you on the flippity flop. Uh, see y'all. Uh, see y'all later. <laughs> ciao, ciao for now. Love y'all. <laughs> bye bye.